0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Gonna keep on loving you. The Ben Drosky Show <laughs> starts now. It is Wednesday, October 30th. And live from the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, we're talking Chicago teacher strike day 10. And after that, we're more than likely talking all things Donald Trump with legendary Chicago journalist, Monroe Anderson and WVON host, Atiba Buchanan. And now your host, oh, he does not take Uber or Lyft, okay? Cabs only, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky.
2: Yes, indeed. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this The Sage Speaks. What is today, Wednesday? I've lost track of the day. Oh, (laughs) boy. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me see. Uh, Wednesday! uh, We're calling this The Sage Speaks Wednesday, and here's... (laughs) Tough day for me. I can already tell. (laughs) Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. The sage has spoken, and the sage in question is the great, the legendary, Karen jennings lewis everybody knows i love karen lewis she's the former president of chicago teachers union she led the teachers on strike in 2012 she showed the city of chicago that hey you just don't have to take it when a powerful mayor says jump you don't have to jump you could stand up you have in this case they have uh union-backed rights federally protected collective bargaining rights they took to the streets to defend their rights to defend their profession uh and it inspired teachers throughout the country karen lewis of course i was hoping she would run for mayor she got sick she couldn't run and eventually She's retired from the Chicago Teachers Union, been largely quiet uh, for the what duration of this. According to the Sun-Times, they're keeping track. Day 14 of the strike. You know, they count the weekend days. I don't know, man. The Sun-Times is tough on those teachers. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Ben. We're counting the weekend right, days.
1: I'm going to go lock the door <laughs> in our studio. You know we do the show here, right? Oh,
2: I forgot. My, you know I love the bright one. All right okay anyway so it's day whatever it is 10 14 you know it depends if you count weekends or not anyway um the Chicago Teachers Union released a statement from Karen Lewis. You know, D. I'm very always skeptical. You know this uh, about like whether you? the people yes. <laughs> in question have written the things that their name goes. You know, I'm very oh, you know. Did he really write that? And uh, so you know, this is a skepticism based on 40 years or so of watching Chicago politicians. You know, lie, lie, deceive, manipulate, etc., and so forth. But you know what? Because I love Karen Jennings Lewis so much. I'm going to say she wrote this. And even if it was someone from the Chicago Teachers Union who wrote it, someone from their communications office, it so closely resembles uh, the way Karen looks at the world uh, that I'm going to say they, that it's, it's though she wrote it. But I'm, I'm going to give to that. I'm going to say Karen Lewis wrote this. So this is a, a, a statement that she put out. And this is Karen, man, showing a little love for Lori Lightfoot, all right, mayor of the city of Chicago, who has found herself in the position of defying teachers as they stand up on behalf of poor kids and poor schools. It's not an enviable place for any mayor to be, particularly a mayor who ran on a pro-kids, pro-equity platform, and who regards herself, I'm sure, as a good Democrat. So Karen Lewis showing a little benevolence, a little uh, big heart, and here's what she wrote. She wrote, When Lori ran for mayor, she gave us hope that she would represent real change in City Hall. She ran on our education platform and made a commitment to reverse years of failed policy and horrible planning by her predecessors. She inherited a system built on revolving door leadership, misplaced investments, excessive standardized testing, and few wraparound services for our students. And she took office on a promise of being a progressive pro-education mayor who gave her word for an elected school board for our district and said she would use her power to ensure that Chicago students have the resources they need regardless of where they live in this city. It's not too Late and it goes on there. Lori, keep your promises and let's get this done, etc. and so forth. I agree 100 percent with Karen Lewis. Everybody goes, Ben, Karen Lewis, you just love Karen Lewis. That's your girl. <laughs> That's what they always used to say. Now they say it about me and Stacy. You love Stacy Davis Gates. That's your girl, man. That's what everybody said back at bowling the other day. When are you going to get your girl to settle the strike? Like, oh, I'll call her right now. Hey, Stacy, settle. The <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, it's hard when you're out there loving Karen Lewis and Stacey Davis-Gates. But anyway, Karen Lewis, you know I love you. You said it right. Lori Lightfoot, come on now. Settle this strike. You know where the money is. The money's in the tiff. The, the mayonnaise jar, as we uh, like to say, as uh, Tommy Tresser uh, did that little demonstration on yesterday's show. The money's in the mayonnaise jar. You know it's there. Just dip up some mayonnaise, scoop it out on the plate, and let's settle this strike. And you could be a hero just like Well, maybe not just like Karen Jennings Lewis, but you could work your way to the exalted Karen Jennings Lewis status. We got a great show today, everybody. Yes, indeed. Monroe Anderson's return. He's come back from the coast. He's probably wearing shades, you know, because he was hanging out on the coast. Take those off. It's gross outside. (laughs) Yeah. So he's super cool and hip and he's been hanging out in Los Angeles. Actually, there's huge, terrible fires in Los Angeles. My heart goes out to those people. I was just talking about that with the uh, folks at the EPA. Come on. Our, our environment's under siege here and donald trump's going in the opposite direct, direction blowing up regulations that would protect the environment anyway monroe's back from the coast and tibu buchanan will be here um, those two guys know more about donald trump than anyone in the world so we're going to be talking trump 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 and trump and i know every now and then Dennis will give us updates and we'll do some teacher strike updates right d yeah, yeah boy that's what i wanted to hear okay All right, so before we do any of that, we're going to kick things back to the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois, the man they call the doctor with the
1: news. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, that's right. Uh, If you missed yesterday's show, yesterday's Ben Jarowski show featured mayonnaise. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming.
2: You got to give Tommy Tresher credit, man. That was quite a demonstration. And, you know, by the way, the funny thing is I posted this already. I had already written a column about the mayonnaise jar. It's like great minds think alike. So he came with the mayonnaise. The mayonnaise jar is an illusion. Folks, if you weren't listening to yesterday's show or you have not read my column, to the fact that one aide to the mayor said, that all the TIFF money that's in the mayonnaise jar has been scraped clean. We've scraped the mayonnaise jar clean. Somehow or other, I do not believe that. I believe there's plenty more mayonnaise
1: in that jar to settle this strike. (laughs) And for those wondering, it was Hellman's. All right, let's talk about the governor. After years of neglect, Illinois is finally getting its mojo back and we're open for business all right jb today jb pritzker will be or maybe he already was at 1871 in merchandise mart what on earth is 1871 well it's a place you will never find our host ben drowski (laughs) i can promise you that (laughs) because 1871 is chicago's center for technology and entrepreneurship no, oh, what well, did I tell you
2: that I? Uh, well, I was gonna say I took an Uber or Lyft, but I didn't. I took a cab. Hey, I have a cell phone, right? Okay. He's cool, guys. All By right. the way,
1: how's that Instagram account going? You know, I, I uh, we went
2: viral the other day. Really? Yeah. Well, for us, I did. A, I put a picture. I was at a restaurant. I was, and everybody, all the the waitstaff had the same kind of shirt I had. So uh, I had a couple of the waitresses stand around with me. Like, <laughs> and uh, anyway, I forget. We were, for, we went viral for us. So how about that, D? Huh? I'm going to post a picture today when I get Atiba and Monroe in the studio. Monroe is back. I'm going to make him wear my uh, shades because he's super cool having just returned from the coast. How about that? Boy, the life that you lead.
1: (laughs) By the way, uh, Pritzker is there at 1871 in Merchandise Mart to Uh, discuss criminal justice reform with Axios. Before we move on, any stories or memories of the Merchandise Mart that you'd like to share with us this afternoon? Yeah, the
2: Merchandise Mart. uh, The reader, our offices at one point was in a building adjoining the Merchandise Mart. So I take the train to the Merchandise Mart and walk through, and as I was walking through, invariably D, I'd go through that food court and there would be the Dunkin' Donuts. Got a confession to make. I love Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, D D! man, I love d d so I would always stop and get a bagel. Do you like the bagels of D&D? Oh, yeah, they're good. Wow. Do you like the bagels of D&D? D, 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 D. d. <laughs> Yo! Get the bung out! Anyway, I get the bagel, and sometimes I get that little uh, strawberry cream cheese they have at D&D. You ever had the strawberry cream cheese at D&D? We're moving on. Okay. okay. Anyway, you ask me
1: my memories. and uh, Memories. <laughs> You're tucking donuts.
2: Huh? Uh, no, actually,
1: a bagel. Oh, this is a bagels, the bagel. Mm-hmm. Are you a Boston Cream man? You like the Boston Cream donut? Mm, I don't like donuts. Oh, no, he's more of a bagel I, I'm guy. A, I am a bagel guy. All right, people, we're moving on. We have entered day 10 Thank of you. the Chicago teacher strike. Wednesday classes have been canceled, and while Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the city of Chicago have been at the bargaining table with the Chicago Teachers Union for hours on end, Still, both parties cannot reach an agreement. The mayor met with the teachers union president, Jesse Sharkey, and vice president, Stacy Davis-Gates, for three and a half hours Tuesday. She laid out her latest offer, and again, no deal. We do have some Wednesday strike updates to discuss here, Mr. Jarofsky. but first, we gotta hear from Stacy Davis-Gates. The CTU held a press conference on Tuesday night. Here's CTU VP SDG. <laughs> let's, let's hear what she has to say. Well,
3: why wasn't there a vote? Because well,
1: it wasn't uh, for We don't have a tentative agreement
3: yet. So is it so, fair well. to say you want to sleep on it tonight? No, it's not fair. Look, I mean, here, here's the thing that I don't think people understand about this. Number one, the mayor set up an unfair expectation for this meeting today. The expectation that she set up was that we were coming here to vote on something. When it was clearly communicated that we were meeting with adults who have responsibilities, who needed an update, a face-to-face meeting about what negotiations had netted so far. We had a meeting where grown-ups got to ask questions, got to comb through some details. That is what this meeting was about. The mayor of the city, the Chicago Public Schools, They have the responsibility of communicating to parents what those next steps are. We have the responsibility too to communicate to our members about what is happening at the negotiating table. It was unfair to build up an expectation that this particular meeting was about anything except for what it was about. This meeting was about a discussion with members who are on strike so they can be fortified, so they can understand, so they can have clarity about what was happening at our um, during our negotiations look we left the nego- we left the mayor's office because that's not the negotiating table but we left the mayor's office this afternoon coming straight here the things that were discussed at that table are not concretely on paper they are those there are still concepts that we are expecting to see on paper tomorrow we will go back to the table tomorrow we will explore the concepts that were presented by the mayor tomorrow at the table that is where we are with respect Back
2: to that. Man, oh, to be a fly on the wall at that meeting no in kidding. the mayor's office between uh, Lori Lightfoot, Stacey Davis-Gates, and Jesse Sharkey. But going at it. You know, Lori Lightfoot, I heard what you say in the Ben so let me get over here, Stacy Davis-Gates jumping up. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So, yeah, no, it's, listen, man, here's the deal. I remember this from the last strike with Karen Lewis. I remember after they cut a deal at the table, it was a tentative deal. And once again, all the nervous Nellies on the north side, they always call me D, all like these, you know, the the upper middle class folks. Hey, Ben, get your girl. Come on, man. Get your girl to settle. All right. How come it's another day? Like, once again, like I, I Karen Lewis is going to listen to me. And, uh, but Karen Lewis said, I'm going to take the agreement back to uh, the teachers and make sure that they. Uh, see eye to eye with it and they're agreeable to it and I completely agree with that as a strategy I mean you've already been on strike for eight days I think was last time or seven days I can't remember how many days it was last time So take the extra day to make sure that the teachers are all in. You don't want to end a strike and then just have a group of teachers that are upset and angry uh, and resentful. And so that extra day actually helps, in my humble opinion. Uh, So now, where they are on this strike, I don't know. But I got uh, a couple off-the-record messages, D saying from people on the inside, no names, no names, saying they think they're close to a settlement. So I'm... I'm sending out those vibrations, D. Come on, Lori Lightfoot. Those are good vibrations. Do the right thing Dip into that mayonnaise jar And end this strike
3: Look we want to stay optimistic and hopeful We want a settlement Uh, This whole process Collective bargaining Is ultimately about a settlement The difficulty of getting a settlement here in Chicago Has everything to do with all of the hurdles That are erected Before we even get an opportunity To speak about class size Staffing um, All of the things that matter Look when you are bogged down by negotiations. Negotiating clean bathrooms when you're bogged down by negotiating a 10 to 1 ratio um, Student pre-k student to adult. Those are the things that get in the way. They said no a lot. They said no no no. I can't do it um, It doesn't make sense. They hit the ball. It was 10 months of this. I am frustrated. I am exhausted. I understand I understand those things, but I do want to refocus this discussion this H O D, this House of Delegates meeting. Look, y'all know more about our Constitution at the Chicago Teachers Union than y'all know about the U.S. Constitution. Let me <laughs> say
2: that.
3: Let me start there.
2: <laughs> Come on, D. You got to love Stacey Davis-Gates, huh? And uh, even the reporters, oh, that's a good one, Stacey. Huh, huh. <laughs> You know the reporters, man, they started off. They were kind of on the Lorry. Let's be honest, reporters of the city of Chicago. You were a little on the lorry side of things. You were like, this is the lorry Kool-Aid.
1: Mm,
2: mm, mm. The reporters in the city of Chicago are drinking from that Lori Kool-Aid, much like I was drinking from the Kamala Kool-Aid. Remember that? D- you know, d-
1: uh, after the debate. Well, I you had, had been, Lori Kool-Aid in your cup as well I've at had one time. some Lori Kool-Aid
2: in there. <clears throat> I was drinking from the Lori Kool-Aid myself. It's a delicious brew, reporter, so I can understand why you would get <laughs> intoxicated with it. But let's face it. Now the reporters are starting to drink from the Stacey Davis gate. Well, oh, you know, Ben, uh, this Kool-Aid, the Stacey Davis Gate's Kool-Aid is not bad. Hold on. Let me take another tip.
3: Listen, social workers, nurses, counselors, right? One of the big things that happened yesterday was that um, it was widely publicized that there is almost a $100 million transfer of resources from the city budget to the school budget. Now, let me say that again. We are in a situation where the city budget has transferred, the mayor has transferred almost $100 million of liabilities from the city to the school budget while we are begging for a, a counselor or a restorative justice coordinator instead of a cop. We are paying Chicago public schools, the students in our city are shouldering debt, $33 million worth of debt for having a cop in their school. Give parents, LSC, local school council members an opportunity to say, do you want a cop in your school or do you want a counselor in your school? Do you want a cop in your school or do you want a restorative justice coordinator in your school? Those are the issues that we are still talking about at the table. I think it is worth a discussion to give people that opportunity. I, for one, as a parent of three, would much prefer a counselor and or restorative justice coordinator in my child's school because it matters. I want them to Understand how to resolve conflict. I don't want them to see cops as just penalty, and that is how they are often used in our school communities. We want someone there who can offer counseling services.
2: Yes, uh, listen. Here's me and the cops in the school. Let, just one more time to, to just to clarify what Stacy was getting at. We talked about it yesterday. I know it's confusing, but the mayor of the city of Chicago, and this not just this mayor, just start with Lori Lightfoot. This was Rom. And daily, the mayor of the city of Chicago has been given extraordinary power of the purse over pretty much everything that happens in the city of Chicago, including schools, including the city government, of course, park districts, libraries, et cetera, and so forth. And as such, uh, the mayor is able to shift money here and there whenever he or she wants to, uh, whenever it meets his or her immediate objectives. And there's nobody really saying no. We saw this. The worst and most egregious case of this was when Mayor Rahm was the mayor of the city of Chicago, and he had the city council uh, pass a TIFF deal, which they were allocating, what, $50 million, I want to say, uh, for to build a, a basketball arena in the South Loop for DePaul, and the next thing you know, the money uh, is not going for the basketball arena, it's going for a hotel, and then lo and behold, uh, next thing we know, we understand it wasn't even the hotel in the South Loop, the money was spent at Navy Pier on the other side of the loop, nowhere near the South Loop, how is that legal? I just how? biked around Lake Michigan. Oh, <laughs> thanks for the and how long was it? Only uh, really a thousand miles. Oh, just thanks. Thanks for the clarification, Mayor Rum. Uh I wish he was biking in the summer of 2013 when that money went flying out. So the mayor of the city of Chicago's extraordinary power to spend your money wherever he or she wants without much trans. Strike much from that sentence. Without transparency, without any oversight, and so what? The what the when? When uh, Stacey Davis Gates says it was publicized, let's give credit where credit is due. France Spielman publicized it. All right, Bulldog reporter for the uh, Chicago Sun Times reported that the city of Chicago, uh, Lori Lightfoot, had kicked some money to the schools from the TIF fund and then taking that money right back to pay some pension obligations. So it's like it's not settled in the school to help with the day-to-day needs of the public school students. And so she really wasn't using TIF dollars to help the kids in the school at that moment. She was using those TIF dollars to pay some obligations that we have. And yes, indeed, we have those obligations. I'm not saying we don't have those obligations, but the reality is money is just flying all over the place. It's, going here. it's going there coming right out of that mayonnaise jar ladies and gentlemen so there's plenty of money in that mayonnaise jar right where she took it from to pay off those pension obligations to settle this strike
3: look we we discussed the trauma um ad nauseum here in Chicago, south side, west side. You you all do that, you're news people, you know what I'm talking about. And so we're in a situation here. Yes, it is a fact that once this deal is settled, I do believe it is gonna be a historical document that will begin to provide stability for the schools. And because it is that important, because we are in the moment, let's get it right. You don't go on strike for these many days to come back and say, I wish I would have. Thank you all, I appreciate
2: Was those the reporters cheering her? The reporters Uh, love her so much. She
1: had CTU members. Oh, I
2: was going to say, man, the reporters are like, forget the Lori Kool-Aid. We we're drinking some Stacy Davis. I love G- you. <laughs> SDG. The, the press corps, of the Chicago. Chicago's reporter, the press corps. Man, we love Stacey Davis Gates, but she's right about that, D. They went on strike, and if you settle for uh, something less, what's the point? By the way, breaking news in the Ben Jarofsky show. Breaking news in the Ben Jarofsky show. Monroe Anderson is officially returned That's from correct. California. <laughs> He's looking so slick and cool. Man, I thought it was Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood walking in here. <laughs> <laughs> the pride and joy of Hollywood has returned. Monroe Anderson, a prodigal son, has returned to the, Chicago, to the Ben Jarovsky Show. We'll bring him on in a little Where bit.
1: Go, right? <laughs> you know, more like Tom. The- Say, that's, not Brad Pitt. He's Eddie Murphy. All right. Correction. All right. So we heard from Stacy Davis Gates. That was Tuesday. <laughs> Today, the CTU's bargaining team put on a fresh set of clothes, had some breakfast, and headed back to the negotiations this morning. CTU officials have told delegates to be prepared to reconvene for a potential strike-ending vote this evening if a tentative agreement is reached with CPS in the morning or early. Wait,
2: morning. what did you just read? What the, read that CTU
1: back? officials have told delegates to be prepared to reconvene for a potential strike-ending ending vote this evening if a tentative agreement is reached with CPS in the morning or early afternoon. All right. Okay. So we've heard from the teachers. Now let's hear from the mayor. Today, Lori Lightfoot was at... Kennecott Park to visit students. She read a book to them. People took pictures. Oh, it was a great time. <laughs> what book? I don't know. I, I didn't really uh, yeah. pay that close attention. I'm okay, just curious what book she read. But The she, Art
2: of the Deal. The, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump book. <one. laughs> Kids, I'm going it, to... It's a scary... Close, close to Halloween. Halloween. I'm going to read a scary story you. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Donald John Trump?
1: <laughs> so she was at Kennecott Park to visit students. Uh, she told reporters, quote, I'm not surprised by the length of the Strike? When this whole thing
4: started, did you have any idea this strike was going to drag on this long?
0: I'm not surprised by the length of the strike. Not at all. No.
3: And why aren't you surprised?
0: There's a lot of work that we could have done sooner. But um, we didn't start to do really until after the strike was over. But what I'm hopeful for today is, it's been a long um, journey. Um, Unfortunately, I think there's a lot of um, harm that's been done to our young people. But my hope is that um, when the House of Delegates reconvenes today, um, that there will be a robust presentation of the um, tentative agreement that's on the table, and that they will vote on it up or down. And obviously, I'm hopeful and uh, prayerful that th- this will be approved. But we'll, whatever, the, whatever the result is, we'll deal with it at that time. But I'm looking forward to um, hearing the results of the House of Delegates vote today.
2: And all due respect to Mayor Lori Lightfoot, uh, uh, a candidate I voted for twice, Monroe Anderson. Not once, That's correct. twice. Thank you, Robert Mueller. In all due respect, there's a lot of harm to young people. The harm to young people in the city of Chicago did not begin with this teacher strike. In fact, the real harm to the young people of the city of Chicago uh, predates this teacher strike by years and years and years and years. And that is just years and years and years of inequity where poor schools get less than wealthy schools. Monroe Anderson's been in the city of Chicago as long as, even longer than I am, if that's such a thing is possible. And he knows what I'm saying is the truth. Harold Washington was like the mayor that was going to deal with inequity in the city of Chicago. Unfortunately, Harold died in office. And ever since then, Monroe, nobody has really dealt with this issue. They've been just burying it and pretending that it didn't exist and allowing it to uh, fester and exacerbate itself. And so finally, the teachers union, my humble opinion, put it on the table. Are you going to put money up for nurses and poor Schools? Or are you going to put money up for nurse uh, for librarians in poor schools? Or are you just going to let these inequities exist forever and ever? So the notion that kids, because they missed eight days of school, by the way, Monroe Anderson, when he was a young scholar growing up in Gary, spent at least missed eight days of school just ditching school once. He, hanging out now.
4: I, I didn't ditch. I didn't ditch school till I got to college. Okay. <laughs>
2: You talk about irreparable harm to young Monroe Anderson, the scholar, when he discovered marijuana at college. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, all joking aside, I do believe that uh, the strike has forced the city to confront some issues. Now, whether they deal with those issues in an honest, real way, Monroe, is another issue. But that's my humble opinion. Do you disagree with me, sir? Uh, No.
4: (laughs) In in fact, uh, what was really interesting is all these red... Hats and scarves and what have you were walking down my street yesterday and i was trying to figure out when the devil was going on and they were protesting lincoln yards it's it a lot of people.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of people. Yeah, you don't live that far. Well, you're kind of east of Lincoln Yards. I guess they were on their, their yeah. way from uh, the yeah uh, murder. Uh, g- yeah.
4: yeah, a block and a
2: half yeah. east of. Oh, that's you're that close? Right, no, exactly. Right. The, he loves right. Lincoln Yards. Right. My property's going up and back. No, 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 my taxes. That's by the way, about. if you notice the red hat, uh, yeah. solidarity with the teachers. But anyway, that's my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, the, Girl, uh, I
4: thought you were looking for some another loser team. be <laughs> wearing a Bulls head. There, there was. There was the Cubs and there's the Bulls. And your and Bears. The
2: Bears. Yeah, you were, oh, he yeah, left yeah. his beloved Bears out of that list. Great quarterback you got there, well, Monroe.
4: Well, fortunately, I was out of town when they were doing most most of the losing. Oh, uh, so well, I I you're, back,
1: the, you're back in town to join the parade because <laughs> it's going to start up again next Sunday. We got two more clips from Lightfoot here at the press conference. Go ahead. Let's hear them out here. Have you
0: reached an agreement with them? We put a proposal on the table yesterday, which we've asked them to take to the House of Delegates. Do you have regrets? In life, in general? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have regrets about the, the pace at which you I spent? I, um, I believe that our team has negotiated in good faith from day one, and that really day one started back in the summer, um, after I um, came into office. Um, they've negotiated their tails off particularly over the last few days um, very late nights and very early mornings Um, you know when you think about a strike in this context this isn't we're making cars or widgets this is about children and the speed and the sense of urgency within which the work gets done is critically important because of um, who we're talking about. We're talking about young children, as we just saw, um, whose lives are dramatically affected by their ability to be in class, to connect with their teachers, to have instructional time. These are all the things that um, we all should keep foremost in our mind, and I'm hopeful that we will be in a position later today um, that this work stop, which is over, but really the the ball is totally in the CTU's court, I'm hoping we get there.
2: <laughs> the ball's totally in the CTU's court. You like that? You're a Bulls fan. Uh, I have a, a Bulls basketball. fan. You know what? If, I'm just not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say anything because I'm gonna put out some positive vibrations. I feel uh, the mayor of the city of Chicago was asked that question, do you have any regrets? And so it's people who are, let's put it this way. People who have the will and the confidence and the self-esteem uh, and the sense of entitlement to do something as daring and bold as to run for mayor when nobody really knows who they are, right. are not going to admit that they have regrets. Regrets are for people like Ben Jarofsky to say, you know, damn, I wish I had done that differently, you know, or man, what a well, stupid I'm, I'm, move I made. Well,
4: I'm guessing. She, she, she's wondering, why did I want this job? <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: <laughs> what was That's I thinking? great right he uh, right. be a corporate lawyer making big right. time money right. uh, but uh, so now that's have probably to worry her regret. about billing <laughs> that yeah, she should be billing people right. man like, uh oh my goodness Have you ever been billed by a lawyer anyway uh so i my guess is that's probably a bigger regret but i'm going to let it go d i'm going okay. to be bigger let, than that
4: yeah but let, let me make a point okay go always. ahead um you you know it's in a school system as large as chicago's mhm there's there are built-in inequities mm-hmm. you know for example when rounder gave out the computers to the kids at Walter Payton they Payton didn't need it nearly as much as a school on the south side or the west side mm-hmm. but schools that are in um wealthy areas Are high high middle class areas, they get parental support. Mm -hmm. Their parents can afford to contribute to the school. So, any shortcomings that may come out of the school board, the parents make for, make a difference. Whereas, if you're from uh, a welfare area or something like that, you can barely feed your kid, let alone. donate money for computers or pianos or whatever.
2: And and I agree with you 100%. And those inequities are baked into the system in a way that you can't even discern it when you're looking at a budget about how much the school spends per kid. And that's an excellent point. What uh, Monroe was alluding to is the fact that uh, Bruce Ronner, before he was governor, uh, he kicked, I think it was 50 grand. Don't quote me, everybody. I Look it up on in the internet. Oh, okay, let's say it was 100. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he kicked that to the uh, uh, Walter Payton High School. Somehow or other, uh, his kid got into Walter Payton. Oh, he
4: was kid, yeah. one of his kid. One of
2: his kids, yeah. Some kid got in. A uh, phone call was made, uh, and the kid got in. And so he kicked in the money to Walter Payton, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, if you're going like, to make a contribution, I'll put the euphemistic way of doing it, As a sign of appreciation that your kid was allowed to go to this really super smart school on the north side of Chicago, maybe you should make the contribution to the whole city or to poor schools on behalf of, you know, your clout that got your kid into Walter Payton. But you're right, man. When I hear uh, north side parents a whining that they're upset and they don't understand why and there's a few of them out there i can think of oh i just don't understand these teachers why they would go and strike oh my god my poor kid i'm going crazy with my kid you know what the strike is not about your kid The strike is not about your school the strike is about fairness in the city of chicago uh, just an attempt to get at fairness so why don't you just sacrifice something for once in your life for someone who is not as wealthy as you are that's how i look at yeah, it my it
4: one more example, I know I should be talking about Trump. No, this, we'll get the
2: was yeah, downstairs. We'll get yeah, to Trump yeah, in a little bit. Yeah,
4: okay. Oscar Meyer, you know about the preschool, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Oscar Meyer on the north side of Chicago yes. Lincoln Park area.
4: Yeah, right, exactly. Where they have been using Oscar Meyer, the real estate agents, have been using Oscar Meyer as a selling point for real estate there. They, you know they say, and this house is in the Oscar Meyer School District. Now, years ago, they didn't do it, no. because, but things have changed.
2: Lincoln so, Park is a different Lincoln Park than it, it was in 1960. Exactly,
4: exactly. So as, as, as because of that, um, young couples were buying houses, million-dollar houses, in the neighborhood where they could send their kids to preschool for nothing because the CPS was picking up the tab. Well, that changes. I think it's changed as of... of um, Last month,
2: so they're going to start charging.
4: So they're going to charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And and as
2: in a, a general sense, I believe I believe in universal education for all. Uh, but the reality is if you're subsidizing kids who go to an upscale school like Oscar Meyer at the same level that you're subsidizing kids uh, at, that go to a poor school in a poor neighborhood really it's not fair because the kids at Oscar Meyer already have advantages yeah. when they enter the school of course, system because so, they
4: have parents who are educated and can and therefore can help them with their homework if they need and to.
2: who have money yeah yeah, and who have money, right? You know, oh, things aren't working out. I'll hire a tutor, right? You know, exactly. think, You know, send them to a special school on the weekend. Exactly. Like the other thing. You know, but, uh, yeah, we know this. I'll tell you one thing. We will be talking Trump, 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 and Trump with Monroe Anderson. Uh, but uh, Monroe knows how things happen in the city of Chicago because before he became the Ben Drasky Show's Trump expert, uh, he was a reporter for the Sun-Times and the Tribune, and uh, he was Mayor Sawyer's press secretary. So I always like to remind people that there were, he had a life before he became a Trump expert. Hey,
4: did someone? At, at it, but none of it was as good as being on the Ben Jaroski show. Aww.
1: <laughs> what a sweetie. Yeah. Hey, did someone say Bruce Hour like five minutes ago? <laughs> Yay, yeah. for <laughs> Yay for our teachers! Yay for our teachers! All right, here's one more clip from Mayor Lightfoot at today's press conference talking about the teacher strike.
0: Mayor, have they committed to the putting your proposal before their House of Delegates? No. No, they have not. Were you last, they would last night? Last Say it again. Were you expecting they would do so last night? Now frustrated are you they did not? My um my understanding is that there was a discussion of the parameters of the deal last night um and that this was going to be socialized over the course of last night and this morning and then they would go back to the House of Delegates today. But you know, obviously I don't run the CTU, so I'm 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 hopeful and aspirational, but really the ball In their court as to whether or not they present the deal um, and whether or not they they want to end the strike. I hope they do, but really, the the everything is really in their hands at this point. Yes, sir.
1: There you are, day 10 of the Chicago teacher strike (laughs) Er (laughs) interview. Lori Lightfoot, everything's in court.
2: Oh, man, once again, D, I'll say it again. Man, I wish I was in that room to watch uh, Stacey Davis-Gates and Lori Lightfoot and Jesse Sharkey. And Jesse Sharkey would be trying to get a word in edgewise. Uh, And uh, so that must have been very interesting and very
1: enlightening. Oh, you mean uh, mean Jesse Sharkey?
2: I um (laughs) am...
4: R- right now, um...
1: Well, he was having a tough time. Oh, uh, uh, man, that's because
2: as Dennis knows, no one has suffered, by the way. Can we give a shout-out to Dr. D? Uh, he lives across the street uh, from a public school in the city of Chicago, and uh, people may not realize this about Dr. D, even though he comes from Alton, he does not get up at the crack of dawn with the roosters. He's got more of that rock-style lifestyle, uh, rock star lifestyle. so he likes to get up, you know, Ben Jarofsky time around 9 oh, yeah, o'clock right. or so, but every day for the, since the teachers, <laughs> dude, every day since the teachers went on strike, Monroe, about 6 in the morning, the teachers are out there with yeah. their pickets, ah, ah, cars, <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Right, I guess I'm up. <laughs> so, hey, teachers, when the strike is over, give a shout-out to Dr. D. He's been with you the whole—by the way, he has been with the teachers. He didn't bat an eye. He wasn't like some of these reporters who were drinking that Lori Lightfoot Kool-Aid. Hold on.
4: And we view that this is a civil rights issue. You know, we think this that— is
2: yeah, the this is the good conditions are our schools. The truck horn. We
4: think that support for our students that need trauma
1: support, social workers, psychologists, counselors. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, man. We think that adequate services for special education.
1: All right. Good very good stuff. So there you <laughs> are, everybody. The latest on uh, Chicago Teacher Strike Day 10. Weigh in on the live stream. Let us know your thoughts if you'd like. And, hey. Uh, Podcast fans That's you right You listen to this podcast I'm assuming you're A fan of podcasts Well we got one more podcast To add to your lineup The Fran Spielman Show It's now available As a podcast She's our studio roommate I give it about Three weeks Until she complains about Ben leaving (laughs) his stuff Everywhere But (laughs) hey, she's here, all right. Fran holds nothing back. That's why I said that because she holds nothing back. She's gonna tell Ben exactly how she feels. She goes deep into City Hall to bring you the real scoop on Chicago politics. And now, that's N O W. Now you can listen to uh, listen to her show on all of your favorite podcast apps. Head to City Hall with Fran and get even more. Great political coverage from the one, the only, Ben's beloved bright one, the Chicago Sun-Times. Listen and subscribe now at SunTimes.com forward slash Fran hyphen show. That's SunTimes.com forward slash F-R-A-N hyphen S-H-O-W. Don't go anywhere. The Ben Jarofsky Show will be right back after this short little break. And when we come back, Atiba Buchanan and Monroe Anderson are going to be talking all things Donald Trump. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Did you know that 40% of the people in Illinois opt to be cremated?
2: Well, it's true. And Chicagoland Cremation Options honors their wishes by providing cremation services directly to the general public. Chicagoland Cremation Options provides an affordable, ethical, and easy cremation arrangement, whether in person or online. Save thousands and streamline the process by going directly to Chicagoland Cremation Options. It's a family-owned business operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Here's how you reach them. ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. One more time. ChicagolandCremationOptions.com.
1: It's Chicagoland's Adult Entertainment Playground. It's the world-famous Admiral Theater. 3940 West Lawrence Avenue. The Admiral is homegrown from Chicago, and it's the most conveniently located club in all of the city. 15 minutes from the O'Hare Airport in downtown Chicago Loop. Voted Chicago's best strip club, the Admiral has showgirls galore and a variety of adult entertainment shows. The world-famous Admiral Theater. Open every day from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. 3940 West Lawrence Avenue. For events, showtime, and other information, visit... AdmiralX.com. Must be 18 years of age or older to enter. And for the record, I love puppies.